Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Tuesday, August 8th, 526 a.m. Central Time. December corn futures down three and three quarters at 492. November soybeans down 12 at 1290. December Chicago wheat down eight and a quarter at 672 and three quarters. December Kansas City wheat down three at 779 and a quarter. December spring wheat down two and three quarters at 837 and three quarters. USDA had some crop ratings out yesterday. Why don't we start there? U.S. corn ratings improved last week. The crop was rated 57% good to excellent compared to 55% the prior week and 64% on average. States with a good to excellent rating of 50% or below include Minnesota, Missouri, Kansas, and Michigan. USDA estimates that 8% of the crop is denting nationally versus 8% on average. So 57% good to excellent is the exact same rating seasonally as what year? 2019. 2019 um, was interesting. We'll jump to that in a second. Actually, let's, let's do Illinois first. I had this chart of Illinois corn ratings. This is a phenomenal recovery. I mean, Illinois corn ratings bottomed at 26% good to excellent in late June. They have improved every single week since. And now we're at 58% good to excellent. So Illinois is your second largest corn growing state in the United States and has seen this phenomenal uh, contra seasonal. I'm not going to say unprecedented. There are years like 1992 where we saw phenomenal uh, kind of like contra seasonal recoveries and crop ratings. But this is impressive stuff. And if you had a chart like this of, of Illinois soybean ratings, it would look the same. Uh, to go back to the 2019 discussion. So this is not the same as 2019 because the ratings are below average for a different reason. But in 2019, your corn yield nationally ended up at 167 and a half. And I don't know exactly what the trend was, but I think it was like 171 or 172, somewhere in that neighborhood. So we ended up, what, four or five bushels below trend. And if we end up four or five bushels below trend this year, um, that leaves USDA's current estimate, uh, 177 and change. It's close. It could be close to reality, um, especially given these recent rains. I mean, the crop is is fluid it's not static it's changing in real time with weather and conditions so i don't know maybe usda's number is not as crazy as it was prior to this recent rain event i guess but but again 2019 is even though the ratings are the same it's it's for totally different reasons 2019 we were too wet started off wet never recovered and um it's just a different deal where this year is mainly because of dry conditions what about soybean ratings uh so they also improved the crop was rated 54 percent good to excellent compared to 52 percent the prior week and 63 percent on average states with a good to excellent rating of 50 percent or below include north dakota minnesota kansas missouri and michigan usda estimates that 66 percent of the crop is setting pods versus 50 percent last week and 63 percent on average 54 percent good to excellent is the exact same as 2019 2019 um, 2019 soybean yields ended up nationally at 47.4, and I think trend would have been about 49. So again, you could look at USDA's number and say, okay, maybe we're not that far off. Maybe like 50 and a half is reasonable. Although I think that after these recent rains this past week, which we'll get to in a second, I think people are, some people, some people, not myself, uh, I don't know where I'm at, but some people believe we're on the 
we're on the trend train again in terms of soybean yields. Like we could be 52 because these recent rains really, really helped. So the yield thing's up for debate, but some food for thought. We're the same as 2019. 2019, we were below trend, both crops in terms of national yields, but not by a ton and, and for different reasons also. So I don't know if it's the best comparison or not, but it might be the best thing that, that we have given uh, that the ratings are exactly the same seasonally. So Corn Belt rainfall over the last week was fairly widespread. Areas that missed the rains over the last week include far northern Illinois, Wisconsin, northeast Iowa, southeast Minnesota, and northern North Dakota. The next seven days offer more rain for parts of the central uh, Corn Belt. The plains will stay drier by comparison. The 10-day Euro and GFS models also offer additional Corn Belt rains, but leave the plains drier. The weather patterns and forecasts are non-threatening or bearish, put it that way. Um, but not everybody caught the rain. I mean, that's always the case. There's never, there's never going to be a system that hits every single inch of the Corn Belt. Um, this far northern area of Illinois, certainly a lot of Wisconsin, I know, has been dry. Southern Minnesota was hit or miss. So, yeah, there are areas that are still dry, absolutely. I mean, that drought monitor still doesn't look great. But uh, these these rains are just have been a bearish deal, are considered to be a bearish deal. The forecast moving forward is is not really threatening here. We've got mostly moderate temperatures. So weather has it, weather is a big part of the reason that the soybean market in particular has has fallen so drastically. And we're south of uh, $13 November futures here this morning. So if you guys are not already subscribed to our premium content, you need to do so. You will not find content like this anywhere else. Joe, can you tell me about the video you put together yesterday regarding exports? I will talk about the video in a second, but I want to read something first. I had a okay. subscriber write me this uh, yesterday, so I'll read it. Joe, you are one of the only people in grain marketing that lists and tracks all of their grain sales. I have not found that sort of transparency elsewhere. You should advertise that. Um, it is true that we list and track all of our grain sales in our email every single business day. So the email goes out about 5 a.m. And at the bottom of the email every day, we list every cash grain sale that we've advised for like three marketing years. So for corn, as an example, we've got all of our 22 sales listed, broken down by date, fill price, percentage, and then a weighted average. Same thing for 23 corn, same thing for 24 corn, same thing for soybeans, three crop years worth. I think we've got two crop years worth of, of HRW wheat um, included. So yeah, we're super transparent about what we advise in terms of cash sales. Um, it's in there every single business day. And, and apparently not a lot of people do that. We don't lean a ton on options, guys. If you're more of a cash grain marketer, um, we only advise an option sale or I do once a year, maybe twice per marketing year. Uh, it's not something we're doing a whole lot of. We, we lean on cash sales. We know that's what will pay back your operating note. So we had a nice note about that from a subscriber here that I figured I'd read to you. Uh, in terms of the videos, that's still the most popular thing we do. Yesterday, I focused on the US export situation. Um, I see some light at the end of the tunnel and some, some potential positives for all three crops, really. Um, if you want to see the premium stuff, guys, if you want to see the emails, you want to see the videos, go to standardgrain.com. You can sign up this morning. This is a $50 per month subscription. No other fee, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else. Just a ton of info, including grain marketing recommendations from us um, every single business day. 
U.S. spring wheat ratings declined marginally. The crop was rated 41% good to excellent nationally compared to 42% the prior week and 58% on average. Declines were noted in North Dakota, Minnesota, Idaho, and Washington. The crop is 11% harvested compared to 2% last week and 14% on average. The U.S. winter wheat crop is 87% harvested compared to 80% last week and 88% on average. If you guys are up north in spring wheat country, let me know uh, in the YouTube comments or shoot me an email or something. Let me know what you think about crop prospects up there. It's been kind of variable. There was some rain in North Dakota and parts of Minnesota over the weekend, but not everywhere. Um, so I'm not I'm not sure what to make of, of crop potential up north. And USDA only tracks, I think, six states when it comes to spring wheat. So if you're in one of those six states, uh, let us know what you're thinking. Winter wheat harvest uh, moving along as uh, it should be this time of year. USDA reported a, a reported multiple flash sales on Monday. U.S. exporters sold 10 million bushels of corn to Mexico for delivery during the next marketing year, and they also sold 5 million bushels of soybeans to China for delivery during the next marketing year. Um, U.S. corn and soybeans become competitive on the global export market in that like post-harvest time slot. So I think that as prices decline, the market's function here should be to, uh, we should see improved demand. We're starting to see it in new crop beans. We've cut the deficit versus last year by a fairly substantial amount. Uh, we've still got a lot of work to do in corn. Um, a lot of people out there will, will tell you that, you know, we're not going to hit the export projection in corn for new crop, but it's so early. Prices have declined. We don't know what the Brazilian crop is going to be next year. There's still a lot of uh, things that, that are unknown. So it's too early to say really anything about new crop other than you can just look at the pace of sales compared to last year. But it's, it's not a guarantee of anything. U.S. corn shipments declined last week. USDA reported that 376,623 metric tons of corn were inspected for export during the week ending August 3rd. The print was down 30% on the week and down 32% versus the same week last year. Accumulated sales are running 33% below last year's pace. Soybean shipments declined 16% from the previous week, totaling 281,000. 857 metric tons. Wheat shipments fell below analyst estimates at 275,067 metric tons, down a staggering 53% compared to the previous week. So it's pretty normal to see your um, corn shipments in particular drop off this time of year. We've seen our seasonal peak. In terms of the uh, current marketing year, or now we call it the old crop marketing year, shipments are down 33%, but that's exactly what USDA projects that exports will be when it's all said and done versus the prior year, down 33%. So I don't think that any big adjustments to the old crop export situation are warranted on USDA's balance sheet. Soybeans, pretty similar. USDA says we're going to be down 8%. Uh, actual soy soybean shipments are down about 7%. So we're very, very close there. You shouldn't see any like huge adjustments on the uh, old crop balance sheets at, as it relates to exports. Well-followed private group Ag Rural has once again increased its estimate for Brazil's corn crop. The group expects the country's total corn production to reach 135.4 million tons this year, up from its July estimate of 132.3 million tons. The revision was made due to Brazil's enormous second corn crop, which is now expected to reach 105.6 million tons. 
AgRural initially expected that crop to come in at 97.9 million tons, but favorable weather has increased yields. As of last Thursday, farmers had harvested 64% of the second corn crop. At this time last year, 80% of that crop had been harvested. So USDA's at 133, AgRural's at 135.4. That difference of 2.4 million metric tons, it's 95 million bushels. It's I mean, it's an extra 95 million bushels on the global balance sheets, I guess. It's not uh, not bullish from where I sit. Uh, what did cattle do yesterday? Uh, they had a down day. Live cattle futures yeah. were down an average of 96 cents. They were anywhere from 55 cents lower to a buck 20 lower. Feeder cattle futures really took a hit. They closed an average of 227 lower, lo- losing anywhere from a buck 77 to 262. Box beef also had a bit of a down day. Choice ended the day at 301.49. That was down 30 cents. Select ended the day at 275.01. That was down a buck. 47. Outside markets, we've got a little bit of movement here this morning. U.S. dollars higher. Stocks are off. The S&P is down 25. Dow Jones down 200. Bonds are up a full handle. Uh, crude oil is down $1.39 at eighty fifty six last trade in the September WTI. Have a great day, guys. We will talk to you on Wednesday.